Welcome to Roommate Ramble. I'm PJ and today we're going to be discussing transgendered rights in public schools. Today I have two very special guests with me. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit on how you relate to this topic. Hello, I'm Aki Jones. I am a student here at Florida State University and I am a transgender male from Miami, Florida. <clears throat> My name is Sawyer. I'm a freshman at Florida State. Um, I am a cisgendered male and um, I've um, honestly, other than Aki, haven't met too many transgender people before. So, I would like to, uh, before we actually get into yeah. the questions, just have a little disclaimer that my experience as a transgender male student does not equate to the experiences of any other trans person in the world. And I will be speaking purely from experience and the experience of that of my friends who have been willing to share with me their life experiences. Absolutely. So the way I kind of want to break down this podcast, it's going to be nice and simple. Um, I have a few questions, and we'll just kind of answer them and then go down the list as we go. Um, we'll just make it nice and easy and yeah, see where it goes from there. So the first question I have written down is, um, transgender is defined by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary as a person whose gender identity differs from the sex the person had or was identified as having at birth. With this, what does the word transgender mean to you? Uh... I pretty much agree with that. For me, it is someone who does not identify with the gender they were assigned at birth. Um, I don't know, it seems that uh, um, transgender people, you know, what Aki said, you know, it's, it's someone who doesn't feel comfortable with how society sees them and they think of themselves as a different gender. Okay. So the second question I have written down, this is kind of like a, just a loose answer. It definitely doesn't have to have a solid answer to it. It's just kind of an opinion or a perspective question. So uh, the question is um, maybe for some people that uh, are not as educated on the matters and it is, why do some people identify as transgender, gender non-conforming, gender queer or non-binary based on your experiences? Well, as someone who is trans, majority of that identity stems from an internal dysphoric feeling. And dysphoria mm -hmm. is something that many trans people experience. Uh, that is an internal frustration uh, caused by the conflict of someone's identity versus mm -hmm. uh, things like, you know, how their body uh, matures over time, yeah. how people place uh, pronouns on them, uh, even something as specific as like frustration of a name used that mm -hmm. could out them as like, you know, one gender that they may not identify with. Um, clothing, uh, and just the general uh, uh, constructs that society tends to place on people of specific genders, there's a lot of frustration there. And that could actually lead to mu like much more intense effects, yeah. like the manifestation of lots of anxiety, mm -hmm. depression, uh, going as far as self-harm unfortunately. So uh, that feeling of why they are transgender or non-binary is because there's something inside of them telling them they're yes. this way. Absolutely. You think that's an internal pressure or like an external pressure that people feel that they're not fitting in? Like why do they have to, what, what, what do they, why aren't they, I don't know, uh, what, where is their, their disconnect from the gender that they assign at birth? Is it like that they don't agree with something that other people are saying? Or, uh, 
I feel like that varies wildly uh, between people of certain experiences. Um, for me, it was a the noticing of like something different inside of me. It's one thing to like recognize that you're like attracted to this person. It's another thing to realize that um, the way that you've been uh, encouraged to uh, conform to specific like constructs in your life is not something mm-hmm. that you actually want to do and that's not to say that certain constructs define one specific gender but it's more of like the entire identity of being a male is yeah. like something that connects with that soul better than like the identity right. of being a female mm-hmm. um, it is hard to articulate yeah no of course of course and that's why we're just playing around with it uh so all right so um yeah absolutely to move on um the next question i have is uh how did your high school approach transgender students so issues with you know possibly bathroom use or uh just in general or bullying discrimination and all that um because i'm very i'm pretty sure that we have a pretty different experience than likely most transgender students have Right. Um, I went to school in Miami, Florida, um, and myself come from a like a Cuban American family. My mother was a very mm-hmm. conservative family, and I was actually put in private Catholic school for the majority of my schooling. Uh, so that automatically tells you how they would have handled right. the transgender situation. Uh, yeah, not very well. Uh, for my, I'll focus on high school. Okay. Um, for my high school experience, um, even though we did have like the, the Straight Gay Alliance mm-hmm. Club in uh, the school, uh, people, high schoolers are just mean. Yep. <laughs> They're just mean. Uh, but uh, administratively, they, uh, there's a lot of teachers that had, for whatever reason, like problems with transgender kids. like asking them to put the proper name on the rosters. Yeah. Um, students were discouraged from using the bathroom of their identity, usually. And, like, like um, it's, you know, scary to do that, especially in such, like, an, like a, like an intimate place. Like, kids are scared of getting beat Absolutely, up in, yeah. in the bathroom. That's really what the threat is. And uh, I have a couple friends that would ask to use the bathroom in the office because it was a one-stall bathroom mm-hmm. and they wouldn't the risk of getting hurt when just doing a basic bodily need um they i think that's about it as much as like yeah i can remember from mm-hmm. high school uh, unfortunately i was not out to the administration when i was in high school because of that fear right. of having teachers that would respond negatively or the fear of like yeah. um going into the bathroom and then like some bad situation happening. I was not a fan of that happening. Yeah. See, for me, it's like, the, the culture in my high school was pretty much, you know, we weren't, there, there, there weren't any uh, gender-neutral bathrooms or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, I don't know, I feel like our school did a pretty good job on a culture where I feel like if, um, probably more so if a transgender woman were to want to go use the woman's restroom then they probably would have fit in I feel like I feel like the women in my high school most of them probably wouldn't care they'd be like cool you know I get the situation if it was explained to them yeah come on you know 
take a piss, who cares, you know? Um, do your thing and then get out. Um, so I feel like on the student's end, I, there, there might not, I, I wouldn't see much of an issue, you know, of transgender people using the bathroom that they want to. It's just going to the bathroom. Yeah, right. So um, Sawyer and I went to the same high school, and I can pretty much agree with that, but there are some other things that, like, you know, like Aki said, high schoolers are just mean to be mean at times, and I can remember they're maybe not being transgender kids, but kids that would go outside of societal norms, and maybe, like, there'd be boys walking around wearing makeup and stuff like that, and where it wasn't really, like, the students were pretty used to stuff like that, because we had kind of come up in this generation where that's not the craziest thing to happen, but I definitely, being a uh, faculty kid, my dad worked at the school, yeah. I was around a lot of the faculty closer than most of the students were, and I can definitely say that there were there was a lot of judgment from the faculty behind the scenes, like, maybe, like, whether it was supposed to be, like, on purpose or not, like, just because of how they were raised and it's not normal to them, I can definitely see that there was not direct discrimination, but definitely some prejudice back, like, mm -hmm. where I can see. And I think another thing is that it just was so, like, not that common that I don't think it was talked about as much. So it's like, we were, you know, we kind of like are in a southern, like, we're not really that south, but we were considered kind of a southern town, mm -hmm. and there was a lot of kids that were um, from, like, the southern area that went to school there, too, and there's just already that idea of what they believe in and what's right and maybe what's not, you know, normal to them, and that's a lot of the stuff that I feel like I saw in high school, which it never got to a point where it was like somebody would got, like, beat up over, like, you know, maybe dressing in women's clothes or vice versa and all that. Because I think that we had a pretty good open, like, you know, be yourself and, you know, work hard and all that kind of stuff. Whereas, like, I don't think there was anything that was, like, uniform wasn't, like, we had a uniform, but it wasn't anything that restricted you from trying to express yourself. And, um, that's, so that's kind of my approach from it. So it's, like, I do think that it was a safe environment, but I don't know that it was the most open and welcoming environment. Mm -hmm. How many kids were in your high school? We had like around, like, probably a little over, like, 4,000. Oh. I know there was like 600, like, per class. So, yeah. something like that. I mean, and then kids drop out and whatever, but. It was about the same size yeah. as uh, high school that I went to, but mm -hmm. like, you know, it's Miami. So there's right, like right, right, right. 10 of those sizes of yeah. like high schools and like one, mm -hmm. like, in the whole city, so. Well, that's pretty interesting that we can kind of, that I get that perspective from Sawyer, too, that we went to the same high school, but maybe had a little bit of a different view of that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, my next question, which we already kind of answered, we can go on this one, or if we feel like we've already kind of answered it, we can move on. Uh, it's just, uh, what are some of the main issues that you believe that transgender students face in school? And we already kind of covered some of these, but if, we, if there's anything you feel like maybe you left out, like, then that's, we can cover that, too. Um, well, I think... Uh as gender identity solidifies in people, it tends to solidify um, a little bit earlier in life. There are trans people who come out much later in high school, or much later in their uh, life, yeah. and that's really just like how their life has been, and whether it's an effect of like you know internal denial, whether it's an effect of like societal mm -hmm. pressures, that's 
you know, something that happens, but, like, obviously, like, if they're coming out later, they've obviously felt that inside of them. Yeah. Um, as for high school students, I think that there's a lot of conflict between what um, the adults in their lives want for them. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of closeted people right. in high school, which, you know, can it can be perceived that there may not be these many people like noticed mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that like those people don't exist it right just be closeted so it can give the illusion of them not existing in society that's why when people say well i've never met a trans person before it's like you never really know like right. that is that is a false statement like you probably have you probably met a couple but they either did not tell you because they were closeted or have transitioned so far in their mm-hmm. life. Um, I think that, so I think the frustration of like the adults wanting to, yeah. you know, say stuff to them causes a lot of closeted frustration and uh, can have, you know, f- effects on children's temperaments, <coughs> uh, on their grades and stuff. I know that definitely affected me in high school. The frustration of me being closeted was a negative effect, uh, you know, grade wise for me. Um, so, there's the bathroom thing again. I think yeah. that just comes with the culture of the school, honestly. Exactly, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're like, our high school is fine, but there were some occasions where, like, it would get kind of rough and there would be, like, fights in the schoolyard right. and stuff. And, like, bathrooms being a generally unsafe place sometimes. Uh, so, that definitely, that was not an ideal situation for a lot of uh, students, especially not trans students. Um, and then, yeah, just teachers as well just like even like you said uh they would have like their like own prejudices yeah. mm-hmm. but just straight up not letting like not changing the name on a roster yeah. that is like honestly half the battle of like a social transition just trying to get people to use the correct name for you yeah and if a teacher just says well no i'm not going to change it on you that's why what are you what is the teacher getting mm-hmm. from this from just gen- denying this student who just wants yeah, to be called this there's I, no reason behind it yeah I can remember like now that I'm thinking about it like because I was saying like before like there was like you know this certain like prejudice that they had and I couldn't remember a specific example but now that I'm thinking about it like I was heavily involved with homecoming court oh, like and yeah. I was an SGA and something that happened around the end of my high school years was um Students running for, you know, either prince or princess, but based on their gender identity and mm-hmm. not their, like, you know, biological sex. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember exactly how that was handled. I don't think they were denied that right. Yeah. But I also just can't quite remember. Like, and I, because again, I don't think it was made as huge of a deal. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like our... Kind of kept under wraps. I think our school was pretty reliant on if it's quiet, it's not negative. <coughs> Um, Which is one more thing before yeah, you no. add. Uh, I definitely uh, remember that that was like a thing, mm-hmm. and I wanted to run for prom king. I think like you know my senior prom was kind of like the, a defining fo- moment for me, like my yeah. first real formal event, like being able to go in a suit. That was yeah, yeah. Uh, amazing. And so just they didn't like I had to. There was a strict dress code for prom, and I remember, like, as, like, a trans male student, I had to, um, like, ask the people who were running the prom if I could wear a suit, so, like, yeah. it was that level of, like, I had to get permission, so that was something, but I know that they, there are people in the SGA, 
yes. who were like willing to work with the faculty and had faculty on their side that were willing to help the school change its like perception of like trans people and like kind of you know slowly chip away at like yeah. making it a little bit of a safer environment. I definitely remember that happening all the time. So it's not like a completely lost cause. Yeah. Um, so your thoughts. Well, I imagine you covered everything you covered. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's all right. So this one's a little bit, um, it's still tied to, it's actually pretty tied to what we were just talking about with homecoming mm-hmm. court and all that. Um, but something that came up while I was researching for my essay was the matter of school sports with transgender mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. Because I found that for me, like, my dad was also, like, he was the track uh, coach at the school, and there was a lot of um, runners that, um, that again, it was that not totally transgender, but they definitely were that type of person that went outside of, like, societal norms, like, um, and I didn't get close enough to know them to know what their situation was, mm-hmm. and that's what I'll say on that, but... Um, my, the question is, is how do you feel about trans students participating in sports on the team of their gender identity? I am personally all for it because I feel like trans people deserve a space in sports for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, something I've struggled with because it, for me, sports does involve a lot of intimacy with yourself, yeah. being able to like see yourself physically improve something I see is very intimate and for so long being dysphoric and having frustrations with your body put me in a very mm-hmm. uncomfortable space that I actually you know I pushed myself away from like the, the sports yeah. and dance that I was involved in as a child I loved it but it because it was so scared scary for me that I just I put yeah. stop on it myself so if there are trans students in high school that are comfortable with their identity and like want to be able to engage in these sports i'm for it but what i feel like a lot of the controversy is over that is the matter of uh the hormonal transition which i understand um and i think the main argument argument is that uh, really because people tend to be trans misogynistic more than anything is the fact of trans uh, female or uh, or trans feminine people uh, who are uh, or maybe have not yet gone under the estrogen replace like right. hormone therapy mm-hmm. uh, or are you know too early in their transition to like see physical changes. Some people may have a problem with that because uh, testosterone levels uh, can lead to like muscle like generally larger yeah, no, muscle no, 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 mass. For sure. Some people have an issue with that. Um, I am not a trans feminine person, so in a way, I feel like uh, I kind of want to let that door be open to someone who has yeah. an actual experience with that. But I definitely want to see trans women in sports. Um, I do know from the trans masculine perspective is that there are trans guys who have been on testosterone for years that because of the rules of their high school are still barred from participating in the male sports That's and crazy. then proceed to dominate the women right. in the sports. Yeah. They have been undergoing this physical transition for X amount of years yeah. and 
for whatever dumb laws the high school has, they can't compete in, at a physical level that would actually benefit them. I just find that completely... Yeah, and I think that the whole thing that I've seen is, like, the that the students are like, okay, well, we can't be like this or whatever because, um, you know, because the coaches feel that it's unfair. Yeah. Like, you know, it, if we have someone that is, you know, like you just said, like, transitioning and has been going through, like, you know, these... Uh, testosterone levels that are new like mm-hmm. if you're putting that person in a female team like a soccer team or something like that of course they're going to like completely dominate and maybe that's a good thing but from what I've seen it seems like they think that that's a negative thing but with their argument you feel like that that would be to um, their advantage if they were if, if a trans guy was put on a male team I he where he's like um, there's a cannot think of his name but there's a trans guy who's in high school who is on the wrestling team uh, and has been going under the yeah. testosterone like, hormone therapy but is still stuck on a female team even though he's been petitioning his high school for several years mm-hmm. to be put on the male team and he has won the championship for uh like his like i don't know if it's his state or just like yeah. the general district like several years in a row mm-hmm. with like and they're mad at him for winning this sport, but right. they won't change their laws to yeah. allow him to play in the right section, which is the male section for him. Um, that's as far as I've seen a lot in like high school. I do know that a lot of more professional sports, like even the Olympics, have issues with trans women competing uh, at that level. Mm-hmm. Also, because they just have been training a lot longer. Yeah. I feel so. The coaches may have more of a problem with that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's pretty good basis. I just thought that was an interesting question because it kind of ties in, but it wasn't exactly what my essay was on. Um, going back into the issue that we've thrown around a few times, and I think we all have a pretty solid answer on, but I'm going to comment on it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bathroom bill is a legislation, is a les- oh my god, is a legislation that allows individuals to use public restrooms based on their gender identity. A few years ago, many conservatives protested the bill stating that it put their daughters and wives in dangers of sexual assault. With that, what are your thoughts on the bathroom bill and the different reasons for protesting it? I think Sawyer should start this answer because I've yeah. spoken over <laughs> you yeah. too much. <laughs> um, see, I think that there, um, there's just... Hmm. Anyone should be able to get to use whatever bathroom that they, they think they want to use. However, there could be women who could be, feel very uncomfortable if, let's say, there was a trans woman who hasn't fully undergone her transition um, and so um, is expressing as very masculine, perhaps, but says that, no, I'm a woman, and goes into a bathroom. Um, however, the public isn't perceiving this person as a woman. Um, it could make the other woman in the bathroom very uncomfortable because they don't know what to expect from this person. Like, why did you come in here? Why well, wasn't expecting you in here? Like, um, it's not even, even if it's a matter of, oh, um, I don't know if I'm going to fear for my life because, like, you know, because I'm not going to assume that you mean harm, but, like, I just wasn't expecting to see a masculine-looking person where I was, you know, doing my private business. So I feel like there is a valid point to a woman feeling uncomfortable by a masculine-looking person coming into the restroom just because they say that they're trans. 
I feel like that uh, question or that uh, perspective has a lot of variability because um, there are women of all specific uh, types of looks of whatever and um, separating one specific gender based solely on like their physical traits um, is kind of arbitrary because there's a lot of variation in terms of physical traits. There could be a perfectly masculine looking cis woman who would go to the female restroom as comfortable as she is in her gender and could incite the same reaction from those people who are fearful for no apparent reason. Purely based off of her physical looks with like nothing really right. there. Um, I do know that there are people who are trying to take advantage of the fact that um, a bathroom bill like this would protect trans people and suddenly, you know, which is what is causing the majority of Republicans' fear response is that they would take advantage of that fact and then claim their identity when trying to, I don't know, harass a women in the restroom. The problem there is the fact that they are harassers or whatever a legal problem is. Trans people are not the problem. Right. Um, and uh, the, the thing that needs to be addressed there is something uh, that is a little more severe, like, you know, rape culture or sexual right. assault culture. That is the issue that is really what needs to be addressed, which the Republicans don't seem to care about either, right. apparently. Uh, but, um... <laughs> Referring back to the question, uh, it's just, what are your thoughts on the bathroom bill and the reasons for protesting, not because of the Okay. Um, I mean, I think you covered it pretty good. The only I thing it, I was going to add to it was mm -hmm. what are your opinions on, like, unisex bathrooms? Oh, I love them. Uh, not only are they extremely convenient, right? but uh, there's a lot, and this is where, like, my mind is, like, a, a training interior designer comes into play, right, just right, right. Uh, how... Uh, spaces can be created to be completely gender neutral and mm -hmm. just learning how to play with that. Um, having a unisex bathroom that is ADA accessible, let's say, um, benefits everyone. There is no one that I feel is at risk for having a unisex bathroom. It offers a level of privacy and it offers a level of the availability of the space for people of all gender identities. Yeah. Um, you know, there are multiple variations of the unisex bathroom. A, it could be a one stall, a, um, there could be multiple one stalls, or uh, at FSU's Health and Wellness Center, there's actually a unisex bathroom with multiple stalls. Um, it's a bathroom. People are gonna use it, right. and that's fine. It needs to be cleaned regularly, and as long as like there's no illegal activity, then there should really be no reason for any issue, for any sort of protesting, mm -hmm. Um, because aside from worrying about illegal acts that would happen in that restroom, the fear that people who are protesting bathroom bill is solely from their lack of education on the yeah. trans people's existence. You see, though, there, there's still there's still one like issue. Like, while yeah, yes, like the 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 biggest issue relies on like rape culture and the fact that. It, there, like we should, we shouldn't be targeting trans people. We should be targeting sexual abusers. Like, there's one thing. Like, if we were to 
make unisex bathrooms a common thing and maybe there's more unisex bathrooms than there are, you know, uh, gender-specific restrooms, it's, wouldn't you fear that, like, this gives um, opportunity to um, uh, sexual harassers to just, like, they're, they're in a little more secluded place um, with a woman, maybe, and that they now have a better opportunity to harass that woman? Uh, right, which again, I think relates back to the entire concept of design of uh, these intimate mm -hmm. spaces. Uh, while there can be room for, uh, let's say, multiple stalled uh, unisex restrooms, um, the majority of the forms of like unisex restrooms are those one stall. Yeah. Accessible mm -hmm. bathrooms, um, which doesn't seem to incite fear in anyone at all. I do not hear people uh, protesting the ADA, the American with Disability Act, yeah. because having a private space for someone in a wheelchair, regardless of their gender, can promote behavior of sexual assault. That's I've never yeah. heard of that ever mm -hmm. happening, um, and really. The bathroom bill, what they are protesting is these protections for trans people. They're not even protesting unisex restrooms. They're just protesting um, the fact that legally trans people will be protected and defended in court right. uh, for, um, like, you know, if like a situation were to occur, they, trans people wouldn't be the ones who are, like, getting kicked out of the bathrooms and that would be yeah. legally insured. That is... For some reason, the safety of this person is the thing that people have a problem with. That's what right. they're protesting. It's it for them. They they put it under this guise of caring for the women and children, but um, they just are rejecting the protection, the legal protection of trans people. That's that's really what the bathroom is trying. The bathroom bill is trying to right. ensure. Along with that, um, tagging along to that, I have a um, fact or a little statistic from the Pew Research Center. Um, and it, this was something that I put in my essay, which kind of baffled me. It says that they did a big poll um, to a pretty large group of Americans, and it said in America, about 32% of all adults believe that society has gone too far in accepting transgender people. Now, this may have been a fact from a few years ago, maybe when the bathroom bill was more of a pressing, you know, hot-button issue, you know. Um, but looking at, like, what their pool of um, people they were polling was, uh, if we were just to say that this was to represent all of America, that would mean that 105 million people believe that transgender people don't deserve the same rights as other people. And when you look at it as big spectrum as that, which again, probably not as accurate as it is today, mm -hmm. but maybe a few years ago when it was being protested as heavily as it was, that, that's a big chunk of people. <laughs> it is a big chunk of people. And a lot of these people have say in the politics of the way that America is mm -hmm. governed. Um, if we want to talk about like the representative population, we could, theoretically call into question the actual population that was sampled for that specific poll. Okay, so you left off at, you were just explaining um, if we wanted to look at it as a representation for all of 
the United States and then kind of cut off from there. Right. So if we were to um, uh, to look at it as a representative part of the uh, if this poll was representative of the minds of people in the United States, we would have to call into question the matter of diversity mm-hmm. of the poll uh, right. because uh, statistics is um, though they, they, they statistics are not an unbiased thing. Yeah, that is just speaking from like like sample population things. Is the sample truly representative yeah. of the populations of America? Um, but that being said, uh, a lot of people do like believe this uh it is funny that they think people have gone too far in accepting one specific thing that has nothing to do with affecting their lives at all yeah um it uh uh in terms of accepting people into society uh it's also just a matter of ensuring basic human rights for trans people um, something that many states are even like lacking protections for trans people in the workplace. Like, and if, you know, making sure that trans person, uh, isn't fired for just being trans is crossing the line for them. Then I just call into question every other like moral, right. uh, for that person. It's just very like what defines for them going too far. And I, even that has a lot of variability as far as like how far is too far for them um see what 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 i'm thinking too is like while some of these lines might be it might be blurred how we approach securing rights and freedoms for these people it's it's all about making sure all people are free how can i don't know understand how you could not support like oh we're going too far in securing somebody's freedom I mean that's what America is about. Like if if you're one of those people who are, who are part of this poll saying, we're we're going too far supporting trans people. It's like well, okay, well, think about what the things that you really value. As an American, do you value freedom? It's like then yeah, you should you should support mm-hmm. it. And while it doesn't affect you, um, and you know, and you you might there might you might want, I guess maybe be a part of the conversation of how about we secure these freedoms for these people, but we're going too far in advocating for them. No, this should always be a balance to make all people more free. Exactly. And this takes part in a lot of the people who have, um, well, I don't want to analyze, like, like, I don't want to like say what the political alliances of these people are, but people who tend to think that we've, society's gone too far in accepting people tend to be, um, from a more conservative background. That being said, um, do tend to value personal rights, the right for life, liberty, mm-hmm. and pursuit of happiness. And how is how is securing trans rights for people not basic part of that? Like, why shouldn't you stand for that? Like, obviously, this apparently your perception of life, for liberty, and pursuit of happiness caters to only yep. one specific group of people. And uh, for whatever reason that may be, it is uh, it's transphobic. That's what right, it is. Yeah. <laughs> well. We only have a few questions left, but this one is kind of an open-ended one that can just be as creative as your answers want to be. Um, But it's back to my main research question, which is, what actions can we take to eliminate discrimination against transgendered students while maintaining a safe school environment? So I I did write down some solutions in my essay, but I'd like to hear (coughs) you guys' first, and then I will kind of, like, talk about mine. Maybe they match up, maybe they don't. 
So, like, this is, like, a legitimate, like, question on, like, how do we eliminate discrimination? How do we make life easier for transgendered students in high school? You know, I think, like, whenever it's about, whenever we're talking about <clears throat> um, eliminating discrimination and making our school system a more open place, it just has to come out of an honest dialogue with people, um, respecting one another, and, I don't know, just, yeah, if you just, if you're respectful of one another, and you have an honest dialogue, and try to come up with situations, you believe the people who are saying, there's a problem here, you try to empathize with their problem, and maybe you have a different um, viewpoint of that problem, maybe you don't see the problem, that doesn't mean that problem doesn't exist, so, try to understand one another and then just work on the problems together. I think that um, tackling discrimination comes from several layers of society. I, mm -hmm. At first, it really, like, it's a matter of, like, you know, how these people were raised. And even, like, you know, how people were raised has several layers to it. It's, like, the culture of that person, how, like, the parents or uh, guardians' teachings, uh, what school they went to, and what kind of values were taught at that school and by the family. Um, so, in school, I feel like we can only do so much. Right. Uh, part of that does come from the education and normalization of trans people in society because mm -hmm. whether or not people... Uh, will believe they exist like the, f the fact is that they do exist and trans people yeah. will not just magically stop um existing because whatever administration doesn't want them to but um it comes from a normalization of that their existence in the conversation of yeah. everything of biology of chemistry anatomy everything um uh and just acknowledging that is part of the issue i think just yeah. like because you know like if you teach a kid from the the start like hatred is not intrinsic to someone it is a learned behavior yeah. and um you can teach people that, that trans people exist and that it won't instill a sense of automatic fear like uh, that fear and that hatred that transphobia is a learned behavior yeah so those are two of the pretty much exact things that you just said that i wrote down but i'll go into depth a little bit on like because i had more um in a perfect world if we could just make this happen which mm -hmm. is not how things work mm -hmm. these are what my ideas would be um and the one thing i put down was um i agree that i think that uh People are just misinformed so much of the time, and I think that if there was a way that we could make LGBTQ classes in schools, that could be extremely, extremely helpful. Because yes, we do have the Gay-Straight Alliance and all that, mm -hmm. but um, what I wrote was just like, teaching kids from a young age that there are people who are different and that there will always be people that don't conform to societal norms as they're ever-changing, and... I would, it's just the kind of thing, it wouldn't have to be, like, a mandatory class, because I know that, like, you know, there are, like, mandatory classes, and I feel like that would come off too strong. I don't think you need to force something, someone to learn something, but I do think that, like, if you just added it into maybe a basic sex ed class that you could add into schools, like, that curriculum 
might make all the world's difference and we're not we're just not looking at that um like i i can remember when i was in elementary school we learned about uh like we had like puberty videos that we had to go and watch mm-hmm. like in gym class like once a year because we were getting to that age and people were changing and it was weird and all that i think that would be a good opportunity to be like hey your body's changing, and you know what? There are other people who are experiencing maybe something different than you. Mm-hmm. And um, I think just making it more known at a younger age mm-hmm. would be super helpful because it just makes it that much more normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing I had written down was, uh, you know, obviously, again, in a perfect world, um, just trying to decrease the labels and the stereotypes and increasing representation because a lot of the stuff that I found while doing this essay was not just with the students, but a lot of the teachers and professors of like these schools were being laid off because they, or they would be silenced. Like if you Mm -hmm. were a teacher that identified as being trans, you could not talk about it. Mm -hmm. You would still be referred to as Mr. Even though you identify as a woman. And that was just really difficult um, to read about. But what I kind of like, decided would be maybe an interesting thing is just like obviously you know like not interesting but like let these people be who they want to be because if you can let a teacher be openly trans that one student might not be as confused or feel like they're shut out or what they're feeling is wrong and all that that might be that one thing that helps that person not feel closeted anymore Mm -hmm. and all that and again like I'm saying you know that's something that would be fought like people would you know and that seems like it should just be basic human rights is like yes be who you want to be in like school and whatever but it's obviously just not that easy but that is another thing that I wrote down in my essay that I thought would be um just a perfect solution to these discrimination problems Mm -hmm. in schools and stuff like that you know teaching it from a young age so people aren't misinformed and miseducated on the matter and then also increasing representation so that that one kid you know doesn't feel like they're out of place mm-hmm. so yeah that's what i had written down um do you mind if i go for it yeah <laughs> no that's, that's what it's all about uh just to like uh further some of the topics that you actually mentioned in your um written response was that um yeah representation definitely matters and it can definitely show that uh trans people can exist in a world and not have that be like their defining you know quality as a human being Mm -hmm. on this earth you can like the normalization which is like honestly like part of what really motivated me as a college student in the interior design department was um just having the normalization of trans people in the workplace shows that you could have this you know whatever identity you have and be as good if not better than some of the people in the whatever you know profession that you have and it's just awesome to be as genuinely you as you can be mm-hmm. while also being a you know very smart person a great artist you know whatever sort of job you have just being the best version of you you could possibly yeah. be that's like my motto being the best version of me i can possibly be um the other thing um relating back to like the, the question of like uh, how exactly kids would be taught in these high school classes um you mentioned like sex ed classes and um uh, the silliest response I heard to the rejection of uh, the normalization of like LGBT, mm-hmm. the LGBT discussion in sex ed classes was, um, 
is really it um it's like homophobic in nature because yep. uh their response was oh so you're willing to discuss like anal sex like in front of this classes like like because they mm-hmm. thought like it was taking it too far for these children and like if you're opposed to the idea of discussing sex in a uh you know a, an academic setting right then why are you even teaching like heterosexual sex like or not yeah. even not not that no, um, no, no, gotcha. um but like you know uh, their idea of like what is like traditional right. sex like yeah. if you're so opposed to one specific thing then like why are you even teaching this in the yeah. first place um so just the normalization of the fact that there is like variability to sexual attraction yeah. to gender identity to all these things is like that you know rejection to it is because like it just comes from like the nature of homophobia and transphobia yeah just a little interesting tidbit yeah no um so to kind of wrap this up i have one more question this could be um i'll I'll skew it to both of you so i'll start with sawyer um as a future educator what is something that you would want to say to a faculty member at school or something of that sort that is maybe dealing with uh being silenced as a trans person <clears throat> well what would i want to say to a fellow faculty member who is trans yeah who isn't that p- perhaps is being silenced in the scenario that we're making up <laughs> well um <clears throat> i would definitely lend my hand out i would definitely you know while probably wouldn't, you know, if they're thinking about their own job and they are taking baby steps as well, I'd, I'd probably try to come to their level. Where where are they in their progress? Like, what do they want to do about speaking out? I would ask them about that. Um, and then I try to lend my hand as another faculty member. I mean, we're just stronger in numbers. You know, I think I agree with the idea of representation. We need more representation in our schools so our students can become the most authentic selves as they possibly can be. So I want them to see all different kinds of role models um, that they can see themselves in and that they can look to and grow with. So of course, yeah, I'm going to go to this teacher and I'm going, I would, I would love um, to help them just be themselves in front of their own students. Um, so they, they can teach authentically, their students can learn authentically and learn about themselves um, in turn. Um, Hopefully, we could probably go to more teachers and we can say, no, this is is probably good for our students, you know? Um, With all that said, you have to look at the the, uh, county that you're in, the the community that you are teaching. Is this something that your community is going to accept? Because one thing, as teachers, is our responsibility. Um, We are teaching the youth to... Be contributing members of society to do whatever it is that they are going to do later on however we are not their parents um so while we can we can either decide to innovate and tell the students that this is what the world can be go on and do this or we can but there's also part of us where our job is we were hired by the school of this community to teach in some respect their values it can't all be our own values as teachers you kind of have to you know at some point say this is the community that i'm in 
um, how far can I take it if I want to teach strictly my own values or um, am I going to be limited to um, putting my own personal beliefs aside and say these are you know the values of the community and I just have to abide by them um, maybe not entirely um, but I can't outright go against them because these are the people who hired me so you know I'd probably try to come to the level as that person um, who is trying to be expand the representation in the school um, while also you know thinking about our jobs yeah so as a whole you would I mean as you know that person that maybe is going through being silenced or not being allowed to be their authentic self you would be a support system yeah that would be the goal that's, yeah. yep that's that's about yep Aki closing question inspirational words words of wisdom if you could say something to a closeted trans student or a struggling trans student in general uh, what would those words be as a person who went through high school closeted I know that struggle I really do um, it's hard uh, not having a familial support system um, who is willing to lend out their hand to be that support system like is, is hard enough as it is and then to go to school for eight hours a day and con- to continue not having that to continue be um, uh, screwed over uh, by people in your class made fun of behind your back uh, ignored by teachers is, is horrible um, so I understand that feeling and it's it's terrible but if you find one person who can be, you know, your platonic, like, support system, that's just, like, one step. And then, like, you can make friends with people who are willing to use your pronouns, use your correct name, let you show your authentic self in spite of whatever your surrounding is. Like, they will make the world for you. My last year of being in high school, uh, I came out to a lot of my friends, and... They showed their support for me in a in an environment that was pretty hostile towards me. And I suffered through high school, the majority of high school, because I was closeted and dealing with the, fr- the, the frustration of, like, not being able to go through a transition at that point in time. And then just having those people around me just to, like, pick me up when, like, the days were terrible was like the most motivating thing that was the one year in in school where like I actually got like great grades and I felt happy to go to school I felt sad when I missed it because I didn't hate myself every time I stepped into the building like I didn't as much because you know kids are still mean but I know what that struggle is like and even after high school high school is just a small blip uh, uh, four years of whatever mess that high school is and compared to the rest of your life It's tiny, and the rest of your life is bright and beautiful and hopeful, and there are so many people that, yes, there are a lot of people who are transphobic, but there are so many more people, I believe, because I like to believe in the goodness of humankind in general, who will be your supporters and who will allow you to be your authentic self, and being able to find those people just makes life even more worth living, and it will get better. It'll be hard, but it will get better. And I'm hoping that you can find those people who will help you make it better. Wow. 
Well, thank you so much for that, both of you, for uh, coming in and just talking about this topic and giving your two cents on all these questions and all that. So thank you so much for listening, and this has been Roommate Ramble. We'll see you next time.